Welcome to Ape TV on Spotify. I'm your host, Chimp and Chip, the genius ape of BSC. With me today is Clement from Ternoa. Clement, welcome to the show. Hi. Happy to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. So I'm really excited to talk about the Ternoa project. It's super, super interesting and really unique concept. So for the uninitiated, Ternoa offers time capsules that allow users to encrypt, store, and transfer data in a secure way over long periods of time. So talk to me about the concept itself. Um, you know, what does it mean? Who's going to use it? Why did you guys come up with it? Um, okay, thank you. So to answer that, I will, I will try to answer first the question, why we want to build Ternoa. I think it's because we want to build and to give to people the possibility to have the true ownership of their data. Because today, as you may know, and as people know, uh, we, we need more and more storage space. And most of the time, I, I would say that we use iCloud or Google Drive. But if you look at um, the terms and conditions of this solution, you don't have the ownership of your data. And the fact that you don't have the ownership of the data have many consequences. First of all, you, know, you cannot transmit it to your friend or family, and you don't have the full confidentiality of data you want to store on this space. So that's why we created Ternoa, is to offer, thanks to the blockchain technology, the possibility to people to have a true ownership of their data. And that's why uh, we, we built the solution with three unique features. First of all, the possibility to store data on the long term. And when I say on the long term, it's like, 10, 20, or 30 years, or even after your death, possibility to transfer it thanks to different protocols. So, for instance, I said, I want to send my data to my, to my sister in 20 years or after my death. And third, features to, to ensure a full confidentiality, we encrypted all data stored in an NFT, allowing to, to ensure the transfer of the ownership of the data. Oh, so, Yes. Yeah. That's a, oh no, I was gonna say that that's amazing. And um, on the on the initial part that you were speaking of, where if you're storing your stuff on iCloud or Google Docs, you you don't actually own it per their terms of and conditions. And I don't think that people really understand that. Um, I don't think people really take into consideration that they don't hold the data. It's not on their servers. They have no ownership rights. Um, and so so that's kind of a huge gap, right? Um, so, so good on you guys for filling that void. Yes, and it's it's completely um, a new way to to understand the data storage. And when you know when you want to propose like a decentralized way to store data, thanks to the blockchain technology, the only only thing you need to focus is about security, you know, because mm -hmm. it's uh, it's. When you want to store data, you want secure data. So that's why we use unique technology because we, we use um, Intel SJX, which is like a, a good way to secure data in a decentralized way, in a, big, in, a, in a confidential way. Perfect. And so now on the, on the use case and who's going to use it, you had mentioned like the, the brother and sister and the siblings sending data to each other over long periods of time. Can you talk to me about some of the other potential use cases and what you envision your users doing with it? Yes. Um, actually, the use case I presented is like one of the infinite use cases we want to create on the blockchain ternoir because mm -hmm. what we are building 
um, is like a blockchain infrastructure allowing to create on the top of this infrastructure many dApps using the different features of storing and uh, transfer data. So we can imagine like dApps in a B2C way, like a time capsule application, very uh, smooth, uh, offering a smooth user experience for, I would say, like a large public. You can create a time capsule, store data, photo, etc. But it's first use case. But thanks to the possibility on the top of the blockchain ternoir to create dApps, you can imagine like use case for hospital, for lawyer, for notaries, mm. for also big corporate companies like insurance, bank that want to have a way to store their uh, very confidential data in a secure way, in a very anonymous way. That's why I, I think that we can imagine a large use case based on our technology. And moreover, as I said before, um, we created the blockchain ternoir to allow the, the creation of NFT. So NFT are, are also at the core of our project. And we can imagine a lot of use case in video games, music, where artists want to create NFT and to have like an, have the possibility to store unique features in this NFT. Because um, we, we created, like thanks to NFT, we have a, a major innovation in the NFT world because uh, we, we create secret NFT, which means that only the owner of the NFT can have access to secret content. Okay, so let's take an example. If I am a, a musician group and I want to create like an... Um, a limited series of my last album with 100 NFT, I can put inside like two golden tickets to have a VIP access to the next concert. And, and thanks to this feature, you, you can imagine a lot of possibility to create game with your community and your fan base. So that's why um, just to, to try to resume, we have a lot of dApps uh, for storing data, etc., for uh, corporate B2B, but also all dApps using our feature for NFT for video games, music, art, etc. Mm. Uh, that's uh, that's very provocative um, because there, there is a very very wide range of potential use cases. And you mentioned um, like hospitals, for example. And so in the United States, like medical records and like your healthcare, like this used to be like protected data by the government where you know you had to have a reason to look at someone's health data and so that would trans that would like transfer really really well into that realm um because i think a lot of the protection that the government itself would provide for your healthcare information are kind of going away now um so that's that's actually a really really kind of amazing use case in itself yes completely. And um, as I said, we want to, to build like a decentralized infrastructure, allowing people to take control on their data and to, to give the possibility to also companies, hospital, etc., to take the control and uh, to, to have the ownership. So that's why I think it's like turn away to, um, a true revolution in the data storage space. Mm. Yeah, I like it. And you had mentioned NFTs that I saw on your roadmap that you have uh, in August 21, the first NFT minting coming up. So has that happened or is that still pending? Yeah, it has happened. And um, we also launched a few months ago um, an alpha version of our secret NFT marketplace. Okay, so you, you can, uh, you can mm -hmm. try it. And so the idea is to, to build a marketplace NFT in a white uh, label product. Okay, so it allows uh, many developers around the world to take this mar secret marketplace NFT 
and to to use it to create new marketplace for unique use case. Uh, imagine I want to create a new NFT uh, NFT game based on a card, etc. So I need a NFT marketplace, and you can just take the NFT marketplace build on Ternoa, put your logo, etc., and you have a running NFT marketplace for your mm -hmm. own ecosystem. So that's why it also uh, um, there, there, we can imagine a, a lot of use cases based on NFT uh, uh, thanks to the Ternoa technology. Yeah, well, in the in the tor the Ternoa technology and the Ternoa chain, um, this is a, a huge, huge project, and it's interacting with a variety of other blockchains, and it's communicating to all these different things. It's very, very, very complex. So it's probably a good point to segue into that. Uh, so the Ternoa chain itself, can can you talk to me about it? Because as I understand it, it's it's um, a substrate. That um, and then it's communicating with all sorts of other blockchains and protocols. And so I'd love to hear your version of it all. Okay, so as you perfectly mentioned it, we are building our blockchain on the Polkadot ecosystem. So it's like, um, and to ensure that a fully decentralized um, blockchain, um, we want to have like uh, a lot of master nodes. Okay, so, mm -hmm. and we put at the core of, the, of this blockchain, the token, the caps, which plays a major role because uh, by holding caps, you have many possibilities. First of all, you, in terms of governance, uh, you, you, if you hold caps, you, 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 you will have the possibility to play a role in the evolution of the blockchain. For instance, uh, you can decide the cost of the, mine, the, the NFT mining, the distribution of the burns, and all different structuring demands. And in terms of master node, we want to deploy two types of master node. We have, first of all, the decentralized um, full node. It is very simple to understand. It's like a server that anyone can start just for 20 euros. You need to hold 1,000 caps and you can become, become a full node. And you, you don't need like specific server configuration. You can deploy it on OVH, Amazon, etc. Okay, so I would say it's like for just normal people. And we also have the secret node. It is only for professionals because uh, these nodes are non-confidential because they need to be certified by Intel just for the management of HJX. And uh, that's why we this node will be for professional. So that's why how we want to build the blockchain and the, the governance and master node based on the caps and two different master nodes. Okay. And so can you talk to me about how the chain itself is going to interact with the Polkadot network and the Filecore network in stores? Can you talk about those types of interactions? Yes, yes, for sure. So um, you know that when, if we try to imagine um, the data storage, so we, we take the data, okay? We, mm -hmm. we put it uh, in a in a different um, blockchain partnership like CIA, Storgy, etc. So the, the storage itself is based in different blockchain like CIA, Storgy, etc. So we make connection between our blockchain and this different blockchain to be sure to have like a, a data stored in a, a lot of different places to ensure like the, the maximum security level. But also on the top of this decentralization, we are building our blockchain on Polkadot, so which means that the different uh, uh, register will be deployed in different way. 
And also, uh, and uh, we have the conviction that in the future, to have like large public use case for blockchain, we need to have like interoperability between different blockchain. That's why we created a lot of bridge between our, um, our blockchain and the, uh, the BEP20, our blockchain with the Solana. Uh, we create also compatibility between our NFT and the Elrond ecosystem. So as you, as you mentioned, yes, we want to create like a, a full integrated ecosystem allowing NFT to circulate between different blockchain and allowing data to be stored between different blockchain. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of moving parts. Um, and so kind of farming out the storage to these other dedicated chains, it's really, really good for, for your chain itself because for your different nodes and your master nodes and the different like validators that are going to be involved, if that all of that storage was on your chain, you're talking about terabytes and terabytes and terabytes every week just get added. And it would get so bloated and huge that no one no one could really run a node unless they had some pretty special hardware. Yes. Um, completely. And uh, that's why we actually, as I said, we don't store uh, gigabit of data on the Ternois uh, blockchain, but on our partnership. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, and so now with, within this, so you're, you're, you've got your substrate chain and you're communicating with all these different protocols. Um, this involves a lot of smart contract interactions and there's an army of smart contracts being deployed on Ternoa. So can you kind of talk about those? Because there's, there's a few. Mm. Actually, uh, we, we don't need to, to deploy so much smart contract on the top of our blockchain because... Okay. We, we, we were thinking that uh, the, more, the more you deploy smart contracts, the more you can have like lack of security. So actually, the, 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 the connection will come from the, the governance and the, the choice of master node. And, but also on the top of that, as I said, we are um, an open, open source project. Okay? So mm -hmm. every developer can, can have a look on our GitHub and to see how can we, I say, like increase the efficiency of our blockchain. How can we create bridge and links between other blockchains? So it's not a question of smart contract. I would say it's more a question of an um, open source GitHub, and uh, we also develop a software development kit allowing to 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 take a use case and to use it very easily for a developer. Great. Right. And so at the, at the heart of it all is the CAPS token. And, and you kind of talked to me a little bit about it, uh, but now would be a really good time to kind of dive in and explain what the CAPS token does within the ecosystem. Okay. So as I mentioned before, there, you will play your roles for the governance, but it's not, it's not at all. Actually, uh, I'm, not, I'm not introduced myself, but uh, I come from the, the economic world. And uh, I study a lot about uh, token economics. And I tried by creating and by designing the token economic model to ensure that a fair value creation, thanks to the caps for a cap holder. Mm. What it means exactly that caps will be used for two things. Uh, you can mine NFT thanks to caps and you can buy storage space thanks to the caps. Okay, so, but to ensure like an appreciation of the token price uh, through the time, we have a limited supply of caps 
2.5 billion, okay? And on, on the other side, we anticipate a growing demand for the storage space on our blockchain, uh, on our blockchain, okay? So in terms of economics, when you have on one side a limited amount of a good and the other side a growing demand for this good, normally the price for this good will up in the future. So that's why we are confident that uh, the caps can can have this um, a sustainable growing pace through the time. Perfect. Yeah. And actually, you know, on that on that note about your background, you actually have a very impressive background. And if you'd like to speak on that and maybe some of the other founders or or teammates of Ternoa, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Yes, for sure. With pleasure. So, yes. Um, so I started my career in a, in a financial, in an international financial advisory firm named Accuracy. And inside this uh, firm, I created the blockchain practice. And notably, I wrote a book uh, named Blockchain, the key to unlock the value chain. When I tried to, to explain and to study um, the impact of the blockchain technology through um, an economical, financial, strategical analysis, and um, based on that, um, um, I was advisor for many French token projects to design their token economic model. And um, after that, I, I decided with all of the rest of the team to, to create Ternoa last, last year. And um, also there is Michael, so which is the CEO of Ternoa. And he has like uh, a very... Um, interesting and strong ba strong back background for uh, all the token and um, blockchain infrastructure because he, he was the first entrepreneur in France to deploy smart contracts to allow that uh, um, uh, like uh, to allow transaction in the um, in room and he has like more than 20 years of uh, startup creation etc so he is also our CTO and we are, we are also in the uh, Co-founder Martin, Valentin, and Ben, and all these uh, all these three are co-founders of different startups. So, like, we are a very experienced team mixed in uh, startup creation and uh, a focus on blockchain technology. And that's great. And you guys are based out of France. Um, ah, I, I, <laughs> yes, uh, kind of because. Uh, as we love blockchain technology, we love decentralization. It's like mm -hmm. in terms of philosophical, it's like a di direct link. So we try to, to be also a decentralized company. So actually we, we are based in France, but um, we are like full decentralized. People can work everywhere, like in a digital nomad. And uh, we have part of the team in Dubai. Uh, Michael, our CEO is based in Dubai. We have a part of our team in Japan in Kurasi, in Pakistan, in France, mm. etc. So we are like, we are like an international companies based in different. Yeah, and that creates a ton of regulatory like headaches. Um, I know that we've encountered it internally at ApeSwap where, you know, there's this desire to work within a regulatory framework, but if you have team members on, you know, 20 different, in 20 different countries, like, you know, who, who has jurisdiction, right? Um, and then on top of it, you're running a, a decentralized platform on a decentralized protocol. So like realistically, like how do you determine, you know, kind of jurisdiction for those things? It makes it a challenge. Yes, it's a big challenge. That's why we are 
uh, we are working a lot with uh, lawyers. So we have an army of lawyers to to be yeah. sure to have like a, a good uh, like regularity. And uh, we are working a lot with French regulation, so authority of uh, French market. So yes, we, we know that we want to be a very clean project, uh, like with uh, all all regulatory uh, regulatory setups. So that's why we we're working a lot of on, on it. Yeah. And I, I had asked specifically about France because, you know, a long time ago, uh, we had a French guest on and I, and I told the listeners, like, don't sleep on France when it comes to crypto. And it doesn't it doesn't get a ton of attention in terms of the media. And it's not known as like a crypto hotspot. But I think you're the third or fourth uh, guest from France I've now had on. And just some really, really amazing projects and teams are coming together in France for crypto. And uh, it, it makes me super bullish. On, on where France is going to be in relation to this technology in, you know, five, 10 years. Yes, for sure. Um, you know that um, fr France tried to be like a, a startup nation. So maybe um, to do that, we have a lot of people which have an interest in blockchain. And I think that the French government tried to, to have like a flexible regulatory uh, ecosystem, allowing startup in the blockchain ecosystem to deploy, uh, to deploy uh, their infrastructure, etc. So that's why we have, we want to have like close relationship with them. Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of that groundwork uh, was potentially laid by Arc. Um, you know, back in like 2017, 2018, in terms of helping to create a conducive environment within the country. I mean, that might not be true, but you know, Arc was one of the the bigger projects to come out of France back in the day. Yeah. So let me. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned governance before. And so, you know, we have governance in ApeSwap. And as it stands now, you know, we're, we're the core team is generally creating most of the proposals with the idea of eventually trans, like handing it off entirely to the community to create and vote on all the proposals. So when you guys structured your governance, can you talk about the concept, um, you know, what you were considering when designing it and, and how you plan to execute it? In terms of governance, as I said, we want to, um, to give the possibility to caps holder to take decisions. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we will create like a different vote system based on the, the stacking. So that's why we are, um, we are developing our technology in a proof of stake. Okay. And also, uh, as I said before, we have like two types of master node allowing to take decisions and to ensure the decentralization of the of the blockchain. And also, on the on the top of that, we have like this uh, open source GitHub allowing people like to to check our code, to to propose new new evolution, etc. And that's why in the future, also we want to gather like uh, a community of developers wanted to 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 work on the Terno ecosystem and on, on our protocol. Gotcha. Gotcha. <clears throat> um, the Ternoa wallet. And so the Ternoa wallet itself is going to be able to interact um, on the Ternoa chain. So the issuing of the, the trading of the NFTs and so forth. Um, what are what are you expecting the wallet's role to be specifically within the ecosystem? Because it generally, you know, at least in BSC, um, you know, there's two or three big wallets that generally everyone uses. It's MetaMask, 
Um, and then it used to, you know, generally trust is, is the second one that's most commonly used. And how are you going to get the wallet integrated and get it used and get people rocking and rolling and have that be their home? Because that's that space itself is very, very saturated. Yes. Um First of all, I would say that why we want to develop a Ternois wallet and different dApps, because uh, I would say that we want to develop a, a whole and integrated ecosystem based on Ternois. So if we have the, the, the back part with the blockchain and we want to create on the top of that a front end part, uh, part allowing to have la large public um, use of our blockchain. So that's why we created the Ternois wallet. And what is the Ternois wallet? wallet? It is um, uh, an application available on Android and iOS and allowing to, to use different dApps developed on the Terno ecosystem. So today uh, we have an alpha version uh, of, the, of this wallet. You can upload it on, uh, on uh, iOS and Android if you want. And, and if you look and if you download it and if you look it inside, you can, you can see that you have access to our secret NFT marketplace. So directly you mm. can buy uh, NFT just from your um, wallet. And also, we have um, launched the Time Engine, which is like a faucet, which is which is very uh, a very interesting marketing concept because we have created um, another token, the Time, that allow to you, you can earn time by doing marketing action for us. Like okay, and um, each month you have a happy time, and um, thanks to the time you collected, you can go on our secret marketplace NFT and buy some NFT. So the idea it's like you. Why we, we launched this alpha version to resume, it's because we want to, to create like this interconnection between the time engine, the secret NFT marketplace, the Ternal wallet, the use of caps, and all the features we want to put. And as all these different applications are the white um, label product, we can imagine in the future that a project can take uh, one feature, create a new NFT marketplace, integrate it in the Ternal wallet, uh, create a new time engine, etc. So that's why I think it will be very interesting in the future to have like this full integrated ecosystem to Ternois. And today we are very happy because after two months of uh, the launch of the alpha version of the Ternois wallet, we have more than um, 20,000 oh. active users today. Uh, active user. That's really, really impressive. Good job. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, so what 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 i'm seeing right and i'm seeing kind of you know the painting being pictured here so ternoa has its own chain it has its own wallet it has its own coin and it has its own unique uh kind of competency in terms of the time capsules and the nfts so you're legitimately building a real ecosystem and it's all inclusive right yes completely inclusive yes. yeah so um, so then, okay, th these are, you know, building out like just protocols and getting traction and getting users and all these things. Like it's such a huge, huge challenge. And, and we see the approach in terms of, you know, partnering with, with people like us and getting that exposure and getting access to new user bases. Tell me how you guys are going over the next, you know, six months, 12 months, you know, two years, whatever time frame you want to use. How are you going to get this ecosystem into the hands of the people who will use it. So as we were talking about the use cases before, you know, the hospitals with healthcare data, the graduation records and so forth, how are you gonna, how are you gonna get it into their hands? 
Yes, mm, I would say that the first milestone of our project is to launch the mainnet. Okay, because without mainnet, you you, you do nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So today we are focused on two things for the se- uh, next six months. Okay, to launch the okay. mainnet. So we, we try to to hire maximum of uh, developer, etc. And we we want to launch the mainnet at the beginning of the next year, maybe quarter one or quarter two. Okay. Okay. And the second thing is to build an international community. So that's why we have like an English, French, Spanish, Chinese, Arabic, Turkish, Italian, German language-based group on Telegram. We have uh, we are very active on Twitter, on Telegram, on, on Instagram, etc. Because uh, in uh, less than one year, we have more than one thousand uh, followers on of different uh, social network. Okay, so mm-hmm. we, we try also to to build international strategic partnership. That's why we have a lot of investors like Master Venture, uh, GD10 Ventures, Morning Morningstar Ventures, and also LVT Capital and others that invest in our product and try to help us to build this international legitimacy. Mm. And also, um, at the same time, we, we, we build an international network of key opinion leaders, okay? Because we are working with uh, leading uh, crypto key opinion leader like Wolf of Wall Street, The Moon Carl, even on tech, we have like regular call with them to present to present our blockchain, to present our features, etc. And so that they can explain uh, it to their community. Uh, we have also like I would say um, large public in, uh, key opinion leader like Mr. Beast who have an interest to the project. So. That's why, and once we will have this international community gathering around Ternois, we are confident that when we will launch our first use case, the Ternois application, the Ternois capsule, the time capsule, etc., we will have these people ready to use our, our first use case. So it's a, it's a second step of uh, development. First step, mainnet. Second step, um, use case based on uh, internal Ternois dApps based on the community we try to build today. And the third step, like in one year or two years, is to open our ecosystem to external dApps and to have like uh, a community of developers want to build, like I don't know, a new time capsule application for the Indonesian market, want to build a solution for hospital, they want to build a solution for insurance companies, etc., etc. That's why we, we want to create um, a companies named the labs allowing to to offer the possibility to build external dApps on the ecosystem for B2B application, but also for B2C applications. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. That's a, no, that's a great response. And as you were kind of going through and detailing all of this, right, uh, it's, it's a different use case, but I, I am seeing a ton of similarities to ontology. And in terms of your own chain, your own dedicated, you know, use case that's that's kind of native and special, um, the growth, the, the rollout of mainnet, like I, 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 it just it, I see a ton, a ton of parallels, and I mean that in like the most complementary fashion, uh, because we're you know partnered with Ontology and we're close with them, and like we do different events and, and these types of things. So, uh, super, super encouraged and, and very, very bullish on what you were just talking about. 
Yes, yes, yes. We are a, a very ambitious project. Um, uh, I w- I'm, we are very happy because less less than one year ago, we were only five in the in Tianua, and today we have more than thirty people working with mm. us directly. So that's why we want to scale up very quickly to deliver very quickly use cases, and uh, we we work very hard. But uh, I think that uh, in some months you can have like very interesting use case and uh, a true, um, I would say, like use of our blockchain technology. Amazing, amazing. So yeah, well, on that note, that's probably a great, a great. Uh, place to try to wrap it all up but i will give you the opportunity if you want to share any any insights or any leaks on some stuff that's coming up um you know now's the time mm-hmm. uh, mm, uh, do, do i have like a, a big announcement I'm, I'm not sure but um that well i just say just try to follow us on twitter Okay, because every day we create content, we create news. Um, in, uh, in the last month, uh, so we have um, been listed on Gate, Uniswap, PancakeSwap, AppSwap, and Ascendex. So like uh, it is in the three past months, we want to open new sets, new decks. So yes, and we offer also a lot of uh, stacking options, notably thanks to AppSwap and uh, Thank you, uh, thank you for the invitation today, and thank you for uh, mm-hmm. the fact that we can deploy a different uh, liquidity pool on your network. Very welcome, very welcome. Happy, happy to be be teamed up with you guys, man. Um, so, okay, on that note, um, oh, what is the Twitter at that people should follow that you mentioned? Yes, uh, very, very simple. Turn underscore. Perfect. All right. Well, Clement, I appreciate your time and coming on and talking about the Terranova project. Um, it's very, very large and encompassing and ambitious, but I can just tell from the passion in your voice that execution won't really be a problem, right? Because it seems like you know what you're doing. You've got a talented, large team, and I think you guys are going to pull it off amazingly. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your insights. And you apes, thank you for listening and have a great day. And thank you, thank you for the invitation. And I'm very happy to to be here today. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Clint. Thank, thanks so much. Bye bye.